welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us as we bring you meaningful, helpful, and accurate information. And we remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Let's get amongst it. Right now, you're listening to a guest episode during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with people who are fit to talk about it. It's right there. In the name, fit to talk. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> and if you like what we do, please leave us a review or on Spotify, kick that follow button. Uh, we, did you say kick? I did button? say kick. <laughs> Let's move on, Stefan. <laughs> I we, thought I'd gotten away with it. We have an incredible guest for you today. Yes, indeed we do. Today's guest is a theatre and film director. His credits include Mima. The country wife. I did a lovely pause after Mima there. No one else knows why no. you paused. We'll no cover it. We'll cover Mima. it. The country wife, which was nominated for four off West End awards, the drowsy chaperone, and one of my all-time favourite shows, Bat Boy. Classic. As an actor, his credits include Rocky Horror and The Sound of Music. He's extensively involved in developing new writing and in particular new musicals. It is the absolutely wonderful Luke Fredericks. Hello. Hey. Ah, again, (laughs) so many credits. So many credits. Mima being the elite one. Oh, you should explain Mima, one of you. (laughs) You, you, No, you go, Luke. You you explain Uh, Mima. So Bobby and I work together... At the start of 2022, yes, um, on a a new musical that came from Australia called Mima, uh, which we did at the Cadogan Hall. Cadogan Hall, that's it. Cadogan Hall. I can never remember how to pronounce um, it. (laughs) uh, A very small stage and a 50 piece orchestra. (laughs) (laughs) That was stressful. Uh, Yeah, so we worked together then. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wonder that is me, man. You watched it, Stefan. I watched it. I watched it. I bloody it? loved it. Uh, I got a little lost in the story in, in <laughs> Act we all 2, I think. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed Act 1. Yeah. And the sort of beginning and end of Act 2. Yes, the bit in the middle was a bit strange. It, it, it was when I sort of went, wait, is this is this true? Or or is this, like, what what's happening? And then... Uh, <laughs> It got a, yes, confusing uh, the not direction. Like we should be clear uh, that it wasn't in its direction that it was confusing. Um, but perhaps a, perhaps a rewrite or two. It's having a bit of a rewrite. So is it? Yes, exciting. Yes, this was its second, and obviously musicals take a while to develop. Yeah, years and years. Um, yeah. So essentially, this was a very lavish workshop. It was, yeah. it was the most, very lavish. It was um, the most stunning workshop you've ever, ever seen. seen in your life. Fifty people. Cadogan Hall. Literally walking into Cadogan Hall, I've never felt poorer. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I didn't dress up for the occasion. Neither did I. And people were there in like there was. I saw a guy in tails. Yeah, they yeah. Did, people it, were fancy. They did a big um, fundraiser for the Prince's Trust. Mm. I think they. They raised 60,000, I read, something like 60,000 altogether. Oh, fair that fun. went to the Prince. Don't quote me on that because it may be like six pounds, but <laughs> <laughs> just move that down. Yeah, oh my down. God. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and yes, uh, we know each other from, from teaching. We do. We teach together, yes. In various places. Ooh. And one night where we boogied the night away at a wedding. Yes. <laughs> very, very, One uh, fateful night. One, that's when we got to really know. <laughs> it was a mess the next day, I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Luke, we've got a request for you. Yes. It's called Liar Liar. Mm. Now, I know about this because I listen to you guys a lot. So um, Bloody marvellous. Well, I'm a bit scared because I'm like the fan that got through. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird being here. So, uh, first of all, we love that you listen. We do. Um, 
so you know that what lie liar is. But for the if anyone is joining us for their first episode, that means that we're asking Luke to lie at some point during this interview. Ooh, okay. And at the end, Bobby and I will get the opportunity to guess what it is. <laughs> and guess poorly. <laughs> and yeah, our tally is at five seven uh, to Bobby. Which right. really pains me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my look is that of uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to give nothing away. Let me It feels good. And this is <laughs> and this is episode eighty five. Five <laughs> seven is the score. Just it's gone so well to let you know how many times we haven't episodes. got it. That's amazing. This yeah, is this episode, episode eighty five. Wow. It, cut a cake or something. <laughs> well, a hundred. We'll have to do something for a hundred. Yeah, I think something. We should do something big for a hundred. Yeah. Who knows what? We'll plan that. We'll, we'll, well, if you've got any ideas, Luke, we can direct a special for us. Okay? Oh, 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 we'll oh, talk oh, special. Oh. Um, so, uh, are you willing and hopefully able? Uh, yes, if I remember. Yes, I will. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> the start off confident. confident. Yes. In that case, would you tell us how the story of Luke Frederick's life begins? Oh, God. It's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> a very long time. Um, so sorry, Luke Frederick. Do you know what? Uh, it's really interesting. I ended up working in theatre because um, I have a really distant memory. My mum always reminds me when I was four at nursery, we had this Christmas uh, nativity, and I cried and didn't want to do it. So I stood by the <laughs> piano, clutching the piano, uh, clutching the piano with one hand and my leg with the other, petrified. Um, <laughs> and so I began a career in theatre, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I. Uh, yeah, what did I, how was that to get into it? I, I guess the first time I got into theatre when performing was when I started secondary school. I, I remember the like my head of uh, head of first year came to visit me in my primary school, and there was a list of like after school clubs you could do, and one said school play props and costumes. I went, oh, well, that sounds fun. Um, but I went to the wrong room on the first session, ended up in the audition for the school play. Um, <laughs> And loved it. And I was hooked from there. I had an amazing um, head of drama, a lady called Sue Gibbons, who sadly passed, but she was inspirational. And from there, I sort of did everything I could with drama. Um, I, yeah, and I guess from there, doing school plays and stuff, My I grew up in a place called Horsham in West Sussex. Mm. Unite. I do. I know it well. It's very close to Gatwick Airport, which is very useful. <laughs> Um, That's why I know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the selling point as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's not there's much else. Yeah, there's a few It's a good theatre. It is a good theatre. Mm. Yep. Uh, performed there many times. We had a youth theatre, West Sussex Youth Theatre, um, which I joined when I was about 14. And this was back in the day when the council would invest in arts programmes and those sorts of things. They kind of don't really do that now. But it meant that there was... Um, a theatre group for aspiring performers and stage managers and all that sort of thing to get involved and put on theatre. And it was free. And you would do project after project after project. And it was like a training ground. And that's where I really went, oh my God, I want to do this. I want to go into performing. Um, so yeah, basically my school days were spent sort of doing youth theatre stuff. Um, and that was it until I was about 16. That sounds really boring, doesn't it? No, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> now, so uh, we, we know how you got into theatre. Outside of mm. theatre, what was what was school life like? School, uh, I was a bit of a boffin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't the, I haven't heard the word boffin in years. I love it. It's such I a great word. Boffin, um, which I kind of was nicknamed. Um, yeah. 
No, I was I was quite intelligent at school. Um, I loved English. Loved. I actually did love some sports. Um, believe it or not, I was in the school rugby team for a couple of years, and then very kindly stepped away from that. Hated football. <laughs> um, I actually did a lot of swimming when I was a kid in sort of my early years and uh, got to a point. It's weird, I sort of, looking back on it, I got to a point where my swimming, I could have gone, like, really gone further. And I got stage fright and I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be pushed. I don't want to be in the limelight. Ooh. And yeah, these signals were there, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. I wonder, because you mentioned that as the as being four as well, that, that same sort of uh, experience, that that fear in that first place. Do you think that's part of why performing was appealing? Um, I don't know. The thing that I loved, I still love, and it sounds really ridiculous, but it's that that something from the page comes into real life and has an effect on somebody mm. has always grabbed me. And I remember, and that's why the whole English thing and writing and expressing yourself and those sorts of things. I just loved it. I love the fact, I love words. I love, yeah. So my, my teachers were always sort of pushing me. I mean, at one point I wanted me to go to university and do English. And when I said I wasn't, they got a bit upset and that rocked a few boats, but I guess the performing came from that and that idea of taking something off a page and making it happen. That's always, and telling stories and yeah, it always captivated me. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's weird because my dad, none of my family are theatrical at all. Um, and my dad used to have to sit and help me with my maths, but something clicked and I, it got to a point I was actually like, Oh, I actually quite enjoy maths. Um, I wish that happened for me. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and even now, it, it, I don't know. Something clicked. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I loved I loved school. I had, there was moments of bullying and that sort of thing, but I had the most amazing teachers. And mm. it's really interesting. We're at a time when, you know, we are teachers. Teachers are, well, we, we teach sort of, vocational training stuff, but teachers mm. in mainstream education are really being pushed to breaking point. Mm. And all my friends who are teachers have all said they don't get the time to teach. And I look back and think, well, my teachers back in the day, because I'm old, <laughs> did teach. And God, they inspired me so much. So mm. yeah, I look back on like my school years and I loved it. It's strange, it's a weird isn't it? Thing to say, isn't it? Because some people hate yeah. it, but you, but you I don't like. I don't know so much about about secondary school, but you know, in, there's TAs in every class now. Like, mm. like the job has become so admin based yeah. that you have to have an assistant to make sure the kids aren't messing around while you fill in papers and stuff. Like, yeah. lots of my family are teachers, and they have to go home, and then they're marking for the yeah. next three hours. Mm. It's interesting being a teacher now, and there is a huge amount of other things you do other than teach. Mm. Um. But what I love, I got married early this, uh, what about we in 2023, last summer, and three of the guests at my wedding were my old teachers. Wow. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, sounds like really weird. Um, but, yeah, I had some most incredible teachers. No, don't get me wrong, some of the school was a bit crappy and a bit shit, but they taught me a love for learning, which I guess is kind of one of the reasons why I teach. Yeah. I love mm. that part of that process because I had such a great 
start really. Even in like looking back and I had the most amazing science teacher, Mr. Dunstall. He was incredible. He used to inspire to hate science. We made it double on a Friday afternoon and he made it so cool, so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, so that was my kind of education stuff. And then I decided to go and train to be an actor. And I went to uh, Rose Bruford and I trained as an actor musician for three years. Ah. musician. The music side was always, um, I'm sure anybody listening to this who was on my course would say dubious. But, <laughs> what, what, um, what, was your, <laughs> what was your instrument? Uh, what was my, oh, I wouldn't call it an instrument. I call it attempt at an instrument. Um, so I played saxophone. Uh, I say played. I blew the saxophone. <laughs> um, I sort of banged the piano a bit and I sang. So the singing was a good part of that. But this was um, this was kind of one of the early act musician courses. So it was very much actor training and then music on top. So you were mm. given stuff to learn and you taught yourself instruments. And um, so John Doyle was very... Uh, director called John Doyle was very big at that time with his actor musician shows and it was about grabbing an instrument learning it for that number or that song and so it was yeah I was never a good musician actually I was no musician at all but anyway I love music and singing and and then from that I I left college I went I don't think I'll ever be an actor musician but I can take that music into musical theatre and that's what I did as a performer mm. and you say that but uh, I'm a terrible musician uh, I, I'm, I think, uh, and I'm classing singing as separate to that, uh, even though lots of singers would disagree with me. I haven't thought it through, but uh, <laughs> um, for the purposes of this this conversation, and uh, you know, I play rudimentary guitar, and I mean, really, really basic. If somebody picked up a, a guitar, then within sort of three weeks, they could probably be at the same level as I am, and yet that has afforded me the opportunity to be part of shows in which I need to play an instrument for that yeah. reason alone. Yeah, yeah. They go, hey, can you come in and play a song on this and, and do it? And you're like, yep, <laughs> it won't. If you want a guitarist, then I'm not your guy, but yeah. but I can probably do what you yeah. you want. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's enough, right, to go get you in the door yeah, yeah, yeah. and then hopefully they like you and... And go from there. Uh, yeah. I need to see you play the saxophone now. No, you re no one needs to say see me play the saxophone. There will be video or hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps we can just see you play the saxophone. We'll no, turn the audio I, no, off. Yeah. <laughs> you know that um, clip that goes around of someone playing the recorder really badly. Is it Ave Maria? That yeah. Christmas. It's <laughs> worse than that. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I love that. so um, yeah, so I never did any act musician jobs. Uh, you'll be glad to hear because um, yeah, they weren't for you. What's it your was for me. What's the most, because there's so many uh, credits on that CV, what's the most physically demanding show you've had? And I don't necessarily mean that it, what you had to do and it was like crazy difficult, but what did you, what taxed your body the most? Taxed my body, funnily enough, because it costs quite a lot to sort out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, and it wasn't until later, there was, um, in Sound of Music I did, which was fabulous and amazing. I there was uh, a dance break between. I played Rolf, um, between Rolf and Liesel, and there was it was fab. You know, warmed up the body every time, but there was a twisting uh, impact on my spine, and this was a long time ago. And um, about four years ago, I had to go to the chiropractor, and they did a scan, and there was a some damage starting to happen in my spine, and. Um, 
makes me sound like some old crone. <laughs> uh, and uh, scar tissue. And the chiropractor was like, it's like your spine has been repeatedly twisted. I said, well, I don't do anything. She said, well, the only way you can get this is by this sort of twisting sensation. I am moving my fists. I'm realising no one can see it. Because <laughs> it's, it's radio. Um, and uh, she was adamant. And I said, I don't do anything. And then I realised that this one of the sequences of the dance had actually, there was a bit when Liesl ran and I caught her and twisted, twisted to catch her and then had to launch her back the other way. Um, and I guess... I said to her, I said, would that have done it? And she said, how many times did you do that? And I went, oh, in a year, five, six hundred. And she was like, okay, that's what it was. So <laughs> that's yeah. it. I don't know, five, six hundred, something like that. Something like that. And then, um, <gasps> so yeah, I would say that's the only thing really, I say was taxing because it had a real impact. It was affecting my posture and stuff. But it that may have been a combination of also being older and maybe not look, calling down and looking after the body as much as I should have done. Mm. Um Otherwise, oh, what else would I say? Taxing on the brain is definitely direct, directing more than performing. Mm -hmm. It's much more taxing because you are balancing so many things. Like when we did Mima, that was a very short amount of time <laughs> and one very, very yeah. manic day. Um, but yeah, it's different from job to job, really. Um, when I did... Rocky Horror, you don't, as Rolf and Liesl, uh, Rolf and Liesl, Rolf, uh, Brad, that's his name. <laughs> Brad Majors and Janet don't leave, really leave the stage. There's two uh, sex scenes where they both get fucked by, well, oh, no, oops, I swore. Yeah, so I'm allowed to swear. You're allowed to swear. Allowed to swear. Fine. Brad and Janet get uh, screwed by Frankenfurter, so there's a little break. <laughs> and then other than that, you are on stage the whole time. Mm. But it was just, I mean, it's the best job I've ever done. So... I wouldn't say it was hard work. It was just exhausting, yeah. but fabulous. And you just came off buzzing. It's really weird. That whole, some people say about, you know, Dr. Theatre and the impact. I lost uh, a relative, two relatives very close together when I was doing it. And I went on both, both evenings. I was like, I'm going to do this for them. And I came off absolutely buzzing. Mm. So yeah, I would say, Different jobs, different sort of demands, but um, yeah, the only one that had the impact was much, much later, which was the whole. Mm. It's fine. That's but so it's fine now. You said that about the relatives. I think that's something that we hear actually quite a lot, right? Ooh. And and experience ourselves a little bit that you go right. And I think it might be one of the only jobs that that happens in. Like no, nobody working a nine to five realistically is expected to come in if a close relative has, mm. has died the next day. Perhaps I'm wrong. Please DM me a, a career if that's, I'm sure there's plenty of really, really high stress jobs where you have to be there anyway. But that that is, it's strange because it feels like the pressure and the onus is put on you uh, you know, uh, we were, when I was in training, I was told like you can't let your understudy go on because they're mm. they're, they're ready to step into your part. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. It's con it's contracted. Yeah. Sort of like, like that's, in, gonna, that's insane. Yeah, they're gonna go on at some yeah. point. Good, give them the opportunity. Like, what better reason is there for them to go on that than that? And yet, I've made the same decision you have mm. in that in that place. And I I wonder what drives that decision. Like, what made you go? No, I'm going to do the show. Um. It was a long time ago, but I remember thinking vividly going, they would want me to do it, first of all, and I'm going to dedicate this to them. That was my choice. 
Mm. Uh, had I gone to my company manager and gone into the situation, of course, they would have said, of course. Yeah. Right off. yeah. You know, that was, but it was my choice. Um, and it was quite early on in the run and I wanted to get into it. I didn't want to, yeah, I was just, that was my ethos. I think it's, it's different for different people. It was sort of extended family rather than like my immediate mum, dad, brother setup. So, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Sort of a lot of people discussing it at the moment about sort of sickness and, yeah. and taking things off, but it, I, it's an individual choice always. Yeah, it has right. to be. I'm, I made that choice last year. I uh, lost somebody very close to me on in like March, and um, I chose to go on. And I kind of my company manager was great, was like, mm. you know, go home, go home, do what you mm. need to do. And we were up in Manchester and I was like, no, actually, you know what? I want to go on because what one my, my main thought was, what is my option? Either I go on, go do kind of what I love for that person in front of people, or I can go drive home on my own for four hours and think yeah. only about that one yeah. thing that's just happened. And I was like, no, actually, it's quite not what I like is that you are empowered at that point. Like company manager was great. Go off if you want. And you go, no, I'm making the choice. I want to go mm. on. I want to go yeah. just do this thing for the next couple of hours and it'd be, it'd be okay. And it kind of, it, for me, it was a beautiful distraction. And um, yeah. That was the love thing I love sometimes. I mean, some of the best performances I felt the energy from were go, going into them. You were like, I'm not sure this is going to go well because of, things happening mm. and arguments yeah. with partners or whatever. And actually it was, I still remember, I can vividly remember certain shows and you go, I'm so glad I did that because it snapped me out of whatever you that. were in. Yeah. yeah. Which is the pleasure of doing. I do, I do find it fascinating because I've made the same, same decision that you, you both have in that position. And I've gone, no, I'm going to do this show. And I think that's odd, isn't it? Like perhaps most, I don't think it's odd amongst performers. I think that most performers, probably would make that call, mm. but that's odd. Yeah, it I is. suppose it is, yeah. If you're working in an office, you would take, obviously you need to take time out and... Yeah, it shows how valuable we, or how highly, sorry, that we value that that thing, surely to go, no, I can gain great value of this, but also a, hopefully a level of professionalism to go, this thing isn't going to affect my performance or mm. the show, mm. I'm still going to deliver at the same level. Yeah, I was so lucky. It was just this... You know, I treasured every time I got on stage knowing how hard it was to get there. Yeah. And knowing how hard I worked and how the people in my life had supported that journey, sort of doing it for them. And that empowers, actually, I mean, that empowered that process of going on, but also the, funny enough, when you're not working as well, that drives you. I had that drive for the many periods when you're not working, mm. which is part of being an actor. Mm. So now, I know you as somebody who, uh, I hope you don't mind me commenting on your appearance. Is that okay? Um, depends what you're going to say. It's positive. <laughs> okay, go on then. <laughs> uh, uh, that you, you take care of yourself very, very well and you, you look after yourself, you eat well and you, um, uh, you, you work out. In fact, a student said that you were buff the other day, oh. which was inappropriate. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, so they got, take, they got taken into the office. Yep. Uh, <laughs> reprimanded and they're no longer coming back to school. <laughs> yep. uh, they've been killed. Um, wow. Uh, no. <laughs> These are intense. <laughs> Don't come to my drama school. <laughs> Get out. Uh, so how did you find well I, I guess the, there's two hands to the question do you love doing that or is it just a task that you complete and or also how did you come to that um 
I'm smiling because, uh, as you know, I'm a fan of you guys. And I was listening to the or was it New Year one? New Year, New Year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you talked about hating running. I hate running, <laughs> but I do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, do I hate running? Um, no, I. So my husband is a gym buff and living with that, I've always gone to the gym, but uh, living with Miguel is, he's like a machine. And to see his passion and drive is just incredible. And we got engaged and I got to the point, I was like, I'd like to feel good in my suit. That was just, a, so it was me, it was a step forwards into a different level of fitness. And uh, one of my best friends is um, a personal trainer and she actually going to lockdown, she set herself up online. And do you remember that January lockdown? Oh yeah. Seven o'clock every morning. <laughs> we were doing, uh, a friend of hers was doing a 15 minute, um, uh, my brain's gone blank. <laughs> meditation. So the 15 minute meditation it's at 7am on January morning. And then we'd be outside. I had to go outside because I was on a first floor flat and do an hour's physical. So this started this everyday thing. Coming out of that, um, I then started, yeah, just started taking it much further and then understanding more. And now I read more. And we've had lots of chats, Stefan, about yeah, sort yeah. Of protein intake and stuff. And yeah, I love the gym. I do love the gym. I hate running. Um, <laughs> but I've got into it and I, I get now why people become addicted to it. Mm. But I do it for me. I did it for the for the wedding because I wanted to feel good because it was, we were talking earlier about photographs and stuff and I, I get a bit funny about having my photograph taken. Um, and I thought, if I'm going to have someone taking photographs of the day, I want to feel at my best, which is what, you know, it's a big, it's a big event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, uh, standing next to my girl, you want to, you know, I want to feel okay. Um, <laughs> he's very lovely. Uh, uh, and I'm definitely punching, but he, um, he and I just sort of, we just something we wanted to do and I've kept it going. Uh, my friend, Nat, who's my, who's like my trainer, I guess she's getting married in June. So I was like, okay, I've got another goal. So yeah. And it's, I have to say it's revolutionized my approach to my work. It's yeah. It's such a positive thing mm. for me. I mean, there are, don't get me wrong. There are days you go, Oh, I've got to drag my ass to the gym. And then you sort of about halfway through a workout, you're like, Oh, I'm in the gym. And I've, how did I get here? I don't remember this process. I yeah. sort of completely <laughs> blanked out. Um, but yeah, it's so I've, the benefits have been extraordinary yeah. beyond just the lifting and yeah. You say it's revolu revolutionized the way you work. How has mm. that changed? Like how has, how has it impacted on that? Um, being absolutely honest. So you guys know being freelance performer, director, there are dry, dry spells. There are tough spells. There are spells when, things are going well and someone gets whipped away from you, mm. especially coming out of COVID. And the fitness side of things has given me an outlet to just enjoy working on something for me. Mm. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that sense of accomplishment when you come out of the gym, having done a workout and there were, you know, I messaged Nat the other day, I was like, this was a shocker because I record <laughs> all of my, um, that's an app and I record all the sets and reps and stuff. 
oh God, it was an absolute shocker. But that's okay. Yeah. Mm, that is yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. That's totally normal. And it's that I do it for me and it's a chance for me to just escape and mm. yeah, amid all the emailing and the phone calls and the screens, you know, mm. touting for work and yeah, you know, yeah. constantly, you're constantly pushing yourself out. Yeah. Sometimes you get stuff back, sometimes you don't. But the one thing that I have for me is the gym, I have to say. It's, yeah. Do you think, because you said uh, you never used to enjoy it that much, but you used to go, do you think uh, you said you started to, uh, I'm paraphrasing, take it more seriously and and uh, learn more about it? You started spending more of your time learning about it. Do you think that uh, increased your enjoyment? Yeah. Yeah, it really did. It's It's understanding what the body can do and seeing the, growth and I read something the other day and I went it's so true you leave your ego at home and you just do what you can but you're only pushing against yourself you're working against what you've done mm. and yeah it's a slow burner mm. but the great thing is you can see that pro you feel that progress and you enjoy that process and no one else is involved with that process. So it's actually really private. I don't really talk to anyone in the gym. Mm. Miguel and I, sometimes we go to the same gym. We don't talk to each other at all in the gym. <laughs> We're like two complete <laughs> random strangers. Um, uh, and I take off my wedding ring and tie it onto my shoe, not because I don't want to see I'm married, but I don't want to damage Wait the ring or the weights yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're just totally immersed. Then you finish and you're back to normal life. But it's just that mm. lovely hour and a half. Just, yeah, just going into my headphones and my heavy metal and rock, (laughs) which I didn't have an hour. I love. Heavy metal and rock? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, old, yeah, old school, like, yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot. I mean, who thinks literally? You are giving it full aggression in the jazz. I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) I have my favourite, yeah. I do do think that that's a, a primary thing, right? That if... If you think that you're just going to go into the gym and repeat the same thing and it's going to be the same every time forever, Mm. then rapidly you'll decide that this isn't worth doing. Even if you get results, like you'll go, okay, that's fine. But if you do the same gym session over and over again, like because you don't know what you're doing and what what it's achieving and how to modify and what, if you're just going, oh, I'll just see how heavy I can lift, uh, then... That will sustain you for a short period of time. But as as you described, you go and you learn a little bit more about stuff and you go, okay, well, how how can I modify this? What, mm. what am I actually mm. trying to achieve and how yeah. do I do that? You know, we know as as personal trainers that you're like, you're wasting your time really otherwise. Like you might stumble on some stuff that works for you, but it'll run out. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Does, it is Pretty finite. Quickly. And, you know, the second you you can learn about it, then you, you're a little bit closer to that, yeah. that place you're describing now yeah. where this sort of uh, makes you happier and Ooh. healthier you, it, it's now become a, p- a place for you that is is sort of really positive for your mental yeah, health it's as well as your place. physical it's it's no one else's it's it's mine yeah yeah does that make sense and yeah there's i was um doing really well with my squats but my form was slipping so i've had to take the weight back down which is really frustrating because you look at numbers <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. constantly like oh but actually i know hopefully in two months time i'll be beyond that with Absolutely bang on mm. yeah. Um, technique. Yeah. yeah. No, I do. It has, as I say, I've always gone to the gym, but not really known what, and then that investment into it, I would say to anybody, just even little bits, little bits, step by baby step, baby step. I've still got a hell of a long way to go to where I want to get to, 
and I have that goal. But if I look back to that lockdown every morning, scarf, gloves, out on the concrete, <laughs> doing my hit classes, <laughs> hating my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just loved it. That was a miserable time. It was. Yeah. That was wild. I managed to get the people who lived with me at the time to go outside every morning in the same way. And uh, I live in a sort of f- block of flats and outside is a concrete hell. Uh, you've seen it, Bobby. And uh, <laughs> and it was the time where you were allowed outside for an hour only to exercise. Oh, yeah. Mm. And um, so we'd go downstairs and it was like torrentially raining at the time. And there was like one little covered bit between two doorways. And we'd all be there doing this workout for 45 minutes or whatever it might be. And you'd have people coming out for their own being like, hello, and trying to stay <laughs> two meters away from each other. You're going, cool. Uh, and it was horrible. Yeah. I just put my towel down. I don't know why. I put towel down on the concrete. It was sopping wet. Yeah. In my head, I was Because it was better studio. than the floor. It's better than the floor. <laughs> it's better than just yeah. bare concrete. Yeah. Don't know. Well, yeah. We did bare concrete for ages because I didn't have any mats. At mm. the time, I had nothing at home. And, it wasn't and you really... couldn't buy them because there was like yeah. there was such a shortage of yeah. anything gym-related. Yeah. I know. By the time I went, oh, I wonder. It might be a good idea for me to to get some more gym. I had some dumbbells and stuff. I'll get some other weights. Nope. Nothing. No. Nothing available. So I did stock up. I had like, I've got like four medicine balls and like six kettlebells now. I've got <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone's got a, the next one. Everyone's yeah. got a random collection of, <laughs> of equipment now. Yeah, I've got, got quite a, a lot of random equipment. Oh, but only. <laughs> Do you want to concerning? <laughs> some slings, some some swings. Yeah, some slings, some cuffs. No, they're, they're, uh, weighted cuffs. That's normal, right? Weighted cuffs. <laughs> People wear those for running. That's what are you, what are you training for? <laughs> uh, slip sliding into your DMs. Wait. everybody's training for that (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there Um, now nutrition wise now um, Mm. you uh, tend to from what I've seen from the way you forgive me uh, you tend to sort of approach that in a similar way to me Um, tell us a little bit about that how do you how do you approach eating around work Um, I've kind of got into a bit of a routine Um, yeah it's something that was started because when I first started like getting ready for the wedding and doing that, it was about getting the calories down to sort of streamline before going back up because I was a bit uh, fluffy, to quote. Fluffy, I fluffy, love that. Which is such a brilliant word. Um, <laughs> I've been told my singing is fluffy sometimes. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, fluffy. I was a bit fluffy. And so I was calorie counting on the My Fitness Pal. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone's heard of it. It's brilliant because you just eat something and just, scan the barcode and it records it. And that just got you aware of what you're putting in your body on a daily basis. And so I would do I'd have three months of calorie counting, then I'd do two months without it, three months, two months, whatever. And I'm now in like a, I guess, bulking phase. So I've got more calories, mm. but you can't just jump up. So it's understanding. I don't really understand. I'll be honest, I don't quite understand the maths of it because I'm not a PT, but I do understand what food represents in terms of good stuff and bad stuff. And I have the bad stuff, but I had no idea what I was putting in my body. And to see it in numbers, for me, well, I know for some people, if they don't, it's not their thing. Yeah. But for me, I it gave me, it gave me a control and a structure to see, you know, if I eat that chicken and I eat, you know, that rice, that will allow me to have that sort of treat and I know I've still got that those calories left um 
Yeah, that I guess over the sort of last year and a half, that's really been the biggest thing is understanding what food is mm. in terms of the body and how I was just taking for granted what I thought was healthy and what wasn't mm. um, for me. As I say, I'm, you know, if there are calories on the menu, I will look at them, but with a view to how much protein versus carbs and fats I'm looking at. As opposed to just that number, yeah. And but I know I appreciate for some people it's horrendous, like they don't want to see that number. Um, I'm also if I go to a restaurant, I'm looking at sort of the protein. I sound really boring. I'm boring myself. Um, <laughs> that's what I've become. <laughs> protein. But yeah, so it's just that awareness. I would say is the biggest thing I've taken on what food has, you know, processed food versus more natural food. Allowing yourself to have treats. You know, shipping from a yogurt to a protein yogurt doesn't really make much difference in terms of taste and cost, but it gives me a bit more protein. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a sandwich, I know that there's carbs and bread and fats and all those sorts of things, and I'll have some sliced ham with it or chicken just to... Seth and I have the same lunch, don't we? Yeah, we do. We, do. <laughs> we sit at lunch and we have our slices of ham. I have to say, I eat, mine like a, I eat mine like a caveman and you delicately roll yours up. Very uh, nice. I do. Do you? It does. Do you, do you roll some place. cheese into the middle? Because this is what I would do. I don't, because mm. I put it in a sandwich. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You put it in a sandwich, right? In a sandwich that already exists. Oh, With wait. A, you you so top I, up your existing yes. prepackaged sandwich. Yes. With a extra of slices of ham. Beautifully yeah. rolled. I mean, it's immaculate. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I can imagine it's immaculate. I would prefer to have, you know, uh, a beautifully prepared home-cooked meal, but when, when I haven't, that mm-hmm. is absolutely the go-to. And you're right. What I really love that you said is that even when you're, oh, you've got this real focus on there, you'll leave this space in your diet for the things that are going to make you happy on the food front, yeah, which cool. is that those treats and stuff. I think it's really, really important to note that even when you're hyper-focused on this, within the confines of of a career and not as a bodybuilder you know you can afford to have those things yeah, yeah. yeah it's really every important. day you know you can yeah. you can have a mars bar every single day and that that's fine like you're a normal yeah. human being like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah go and do that that's a, you've got to enjoy it yeah i demolished it won't, yeah it won't last yeah you won't it won't last you won't, you won't stick to it, it. yeah, yeah. I think Terry's chocolate orange is designed for more than one person, but I did eat the entire thing yesterday uh, and I loved it. There's one staring at me at home at the moment. Is it Sam? It's just sat on the seat. Yeah, it's yeah. Sam. <laughs> you, That's the thing you after Christmas, this. isn't it? It's There's so much chocolate left over. Like, and I will oh. smash through all of it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that I can't touch that Terry's chocolate orange because Sam will know and then she will lose her mind at me. On the way home today, you can buy another one. That's pro- that is my plan. Oh, they've got white cream eggs now. Yes. Oh, the cream eggs out. Mm. Oh. oh, of course they did. Yeah. White, white cream eggs. Cream eggs. Mm. I love white chocolate. My teeth are rotting as we speak. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> cream eggs. Oh. Cream eggs. If I could only eat one thing forever and it really? would kill me, it would be cream. Really? Eggs. Yeah. That, see, that is, well, I've it's learned something new about it's a bit you too. Too sweet now. That's, I'm older. My my palate has matured that's the my, yeah. mine it's will never old. mature it's a touch too artificial for, for my taste <laughs> try the white one it's even better oh god that's just gonna be yeah no I'm, I'm not on board oh oh I'll get him on oh, board oh god um, yeah uh, Luke is there anything about health and wellness that you would like to see get in the bin oh get in the bin get in the bin get in the bin um health and um 
there's one thing a gym conduct. I know you had your episode Ooh. about 10 things. Yeah. See, I'm a crazy fan. <laughs> let me in. Uh, he's in the um, People, I mean, leg day, don't skip leg day. It's just a personal thing for me because I hate it, but don't skip leg day. That's my, that's my own thing. <laughs> leg own day can get in the bin. In. Yeah. Um, I hate it, but I do it. But pe- uh, people that lift weights right next to the mirror, right by the weights. So you know when the yeah. weights rack is against the mirror, yeah. Yeah. and people lift the weights and stand right by the weight rack yeah. to look at them. Literally, they are literally almost kissing themselves at the mirror. <laughs> and you just want to just lean in and just grab, and they're doing yeah. their thing. I'm just like, just step back. Yeah, and it happens a lot in my gym. I'm just, yeah, step back yeah. and aware... Because it's not going to change your reflection. No. Just let people in. Yeah. And it happens every week. It really annoys me. That's it, how I can get in the bin. Yeah, I'm fully on board. That can get straight in the bin. Isn't if, that really boring? That, that's now... No. If life. you can't carry the weight, the <laughs> one metre to the bench yes. behind you or away from yeah. that thing, then it's too heavy. Like, why are you standing that close? Like, yeah. for what reason? What is that? What benefit is that? Vanity. Um, Vanity. Uh-huh. But I will say, the biggest thing I've learned about is put the ego in the bin. Mm. Like, I had an injury on my arm and I was lifting like 10 kilogram dumbbells doing curls and stuff. And I was like, God, I, th- I could lift more than this, but I'm injured. I have to listen to my body. Mm. So yeah, ego get in the bin, which yeah. has, the minute I read that and I was like, yeah, it's so true because you're on your own journey. Yeah. So yeah. I think what you said there about listening to your body, that is a huge thing yeah. for me. I think always, always listen to your body. And it, it's a journey. Like there are going to be days where it's going to be a bit shit in there. Yep. You're going to have a shit yeah. workout, but that's fine. Just listen to your body when your body needs it, needs rest. Listen to it. I've oh, definitely yeah. left halfway through a workout. I left mid-exercise once because I was like, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> Just took the dumbbells with you. <laughs> I, was, I was literally like, goodbye. <laughs> I put them back and I was like, I'm out. I'm out. This isn't, uh, this isn't working today. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you go, okay, for whatever reasons, it's better for me not to be there that day. But I have this deal I make with myself that, that you go, right, I'll put your shoes on, you get yourself to the gym, and then you can decide. Yeah, I've walked straight into a gym and straight back out before yeah. when you I've go, just gone, nope. no, this isn't, this isn't going to happen I've done that because I forgot my trainers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you barefoot? <laughs> uh, I walked into the change room. You know that thing, you take everything off and you go to your shoes and you go... Oh, I've only got my leather boots. Oh. <laughs> oh, and you've got that shame of putting all your clothes back on. You pick up your phone like, oh yeah, I'm going to text someone. As, yeah. yeah. It's like when you're on the, the street. Yeah. You're like, oh. oh yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, an emergency you say. Oh, what? <laughs> what is this? But that's when you hope that you ha- aren't like creating an emergency <laughs> yeah. by, by even mentioning it. Did you ever do that when you were younger? If, you, if somebody ever like um, called in sick to work like in a false way, this was when we were like Ooh. teenagers, people would be like, oh, uh, my mum's really ill or whatever it might be. They're like, are you not chanting it that your mum might be really ill? Like, I know the universe doesn't work like that, but, <laughs> but you just don't want to speak things into existence, no. do you? Because if your mum was then ill, you'd be like, Maybe it was me. <laughs> Go for something completely rogue is my advice yeah. always. Yes. A badger. <laughs> I was just thinking a badger. <laughs> a badger came down. A badger attacked my house. And uh, and tried to kill me. Uh, <laughs> Luke. With a yes. knife. <laughs> With a knife. This building. This is, this badger's uh, have you managed to lie to us? I've totally forgotten. Yes. God. Yes. I'm so Actually, engrossed in chatting to you, bro. I've totally forgotten. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm so oh. I, I want the opportunity well, to yeah, catch you up. You're so still I'm behind. So sorry. 
Uh, don't worry. Don't, you, you join an elite group of the majority. Stupid uh, people that just can't uh, tell a lie. It's the majority. I hate lying. Yes. I have to be honest. I hate lying. Well, then you've yes. said you haven't compromised your morals. In work and like, I hate. Bleh. Oh yeah, no, oh, that's I'm that's like the worst. a gibbering. I never yeah. did it when I'm ill. I'm just like, I'm not well. There was once I was uh, I had had a, a a large night out and just invited about fifteen people back to my house. Oh, uh, Bobby, you're lucky you didn't know me when I was drinking. And, um, this is old school stuff. Yeah, and we had like 15 people <laughs> back to the house and it carried on until sort of four or five in the morning. It was a, a very, very late one. And I got a phone call from my job at about nine o'clock going, where are you? And I was like, I didn't know I was in. I didn't know I was meant to be working that day. <laughs> and I said, I'm on, I'm on a bus. It just, I, I was drunk still. So I was like, I'm on a bus. And they were like, okay. And I was like, the bus is on stop. And um, I'm on my way in. I'll be there as soon as possible. And I knew the person who was ringing me, and she was like, "Okay, Stefan, just get here as soon as you can." <laughs> <laughs> we were like, okay, "They know, but they're going to choose to play along they for kind of a nice nerves. Oh God, <laughs> they're being polite. It was an agency, so it wasn't directly affecting them. So they could just filter that through and go, "He's stuck on a bus. He'll be with yeah. you as soon as possible." Uh, but, but I was like, "I'm so sorry." Yes, good times. Good times. <laughs> right, it's time for a game of this or that. Yes. Ooh, yes. Oh, that's a lovely little drum pattern for you, <laughs> there, <laughs> Stefan. Uh, so we're going to play 60 seconds on the clock. Stefan's going to present you with options. You've got to choose this or that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rapid. Are we ready? Rapid, okay, no, rapid fire. No thoughts. Straight in. <sighs> My brain goes into different places. So. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep asking questions even if you don't answer. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Three, okay. two, one, go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? White bread. US office or friends? Friends. Cardio resistance training? Resistance. McDonald's or Burger King? Oh, God. I used to work in Burger King, so Burger King. Singing or acting? <laughs> acting. Performing or directing? Oh, directing. Yoga or Pilates? I haven't really done Pilates. Yoga. Family Guy or Love Island? Oh, Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Domino's. Sport or dance? Both. Alcohol or chocolate? Oh, God. Chocolate. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Oh, matching. Coke or Pepsi? Diet Coke. Yeah. Game of Thrones or Glee? Oh, Glee. Book or Kindle? Book. Clean shaven or beard? Oh, I can't grow a beard. Personal chef or personal stylist? Stylist. Sandwich with extra ham rolled in or protein yogurts? Oh, a good one. Oh, ham. Dogs or babies? Dogs. Snakes or badgers? Badgers. Theme park or water park? Water park. Running or walking? Walking. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Bobby or Stefan? Uh, sandwich. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a sandwich. A sandwich. A Bobby and Stefan oh, sandwich. Which one of us is getting rolled into the other sandwich? <laughs> There's only three things here, isn't it? That's not how a sandwich works, is it? You're the two bits of bread. Oh, oh which one's the filling? filling? Is that what you want to know? We all, I think we're the bread, we're you're the filling. filling. I'm the filling, yeah. Okay, oh, I'm okay I like with that. That, that way then yeah. they're not offending either of you and... Yeah. That's I like. Everyone's that. happy. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be offended. No, I feel good being bread. <laughs> I like bread. Can I, be, can I be a tiger loaf? You can be a tiger loaf. Yeah, stunning. A crusty I tiger loaf. Tiger loaf. <laughs> I'm all about tiger. I'm all, at the moment. Yeah, I'm on a vibe where. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> tiger bread toasted. This lots is of butter. butter. Lots of butter, yeah. and then a little sprinkling of salt yes. on top. Oh, this mm, is the current vibe, oh. and it is elite. Oh, oh, you yeah, just can't go with a bit of toasted. Uh, now, now, so good. Instead of toasting that bread, talk to me. Fry it in. No, the I'm out. Ooh, <laughs> I'm out. No, fried bread. I used to like back in the day. I could have eaten that. So anymore. many calories. I, yeah. I, I just cannot do it now. It's, it's too greasy. It's too much. Well, on that note. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining us, Luke. Thank you for having me. It's gone. It's really fast. It's been fabulous. It all thank you so much. Flies by, doesn't it? It has been a pleasure. And thank you at home or wherever you might be for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Click those like and subscribe buttons and find us on Instagram at fit to underscore talk. And if you have any questions you want answered, slip slide into my DMs. I'll be there eating buttery toast. Oh. <laughs> Yummy. Thanks again for listening. And if you like what you've heard, we've been fit to talk with our guest, Luke Fredericks, and me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't enjoy it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Talk.